in life, we always face trials, obstacles, challenges. Every now and then, things happen in life. And they even threaten our existence. At times, we even think, reflect, and talk how often we are so beaten and how often we feel so down that we don't know that we are going even to survive. Most of us have tried things all our best we could. But the more we try, the more we cause more troubles. The more we try to give ourselves the best, the more it becomes more worse. And we are like, what's wrong? What is not happening? I would like to ask you, what is that obstacle? What is that obstacle? And so my topic today is going to be, first screen please. I'm waiting for the screen. How to overcome obstacles through effective prayer. Look at that guy. I wanted to put some edit and put it like it is Stewie. Trying to push that rock. He's having a lot of obstacles in life. Maybe it is obstacles of family. Obstacles of church. Sickness. People are knowing him. Maybe it is the wife. I don't know. But he's trying. He's trying with this obstacle. But how is he trying? How to overcome it? Through effective prayer. Now, when I saw that photo, I also thought of someone else like Dennis. Dennis likes trying things. Let's go to screen number two. See how Dennis knows how to overcome obstacles. There you go. They are too much, but he's trying to climb, overcoming obstacles. Wow. Okay, let's go back to screen number one and leave it there. So today we are going to focus on how to overcome obstacles in our lives. And my reading today is going to come from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 to 17. I'm not going to read it because of time, but I'm going to give some lessons that we learn from this chapter. It is about the story of life of Hannah and Penina. We all know the story. Hannah was a country girl. Born 3,000 years ago in the land of Israel. And this was a land of famine. I would, I would, I would say it was like Maryborough or Beolaba or anywhere we have farmers. And so Hannah had a problem. People doomed her because they used to look at her and think that she is a second class person. They never rated her as anyone important. Why did this happen? It is because in that land or in that country, Hannah had no children and so they looked at her as a failure. 
although she was married to a very wealthy man called Elkanah, and he could afford to do everything for Anna, but he couldn't afford to get Anna have a child. And so Elkanah decided, I have money and I have everything. I'm able to have two, children, two wives and get children as normal. And so Elkanah married Penina as the second wife. Not that something has happened in my screen, but I'll continue. So, when Penina was married by Elkanah, he started laughing at Hannah because he saw her as a failure. I fixed it. He saw her as a failure. And every now and then Penina started provoking Anna. And looking at Anna as someone who is not blessed, someone who is cursed, someone who has no blessings from the Lord because she doesn't have any child. Today we also have such kind of people. They don't have children and they are overlooked. People just look at them and look and think maybe they are worthless. You don't know the story those people have gone through. If some of them tell you what they've gone through to be who they are with no children, I don't think you can even stand it. And it's not only Anna who is mentioned in the Bible. We have other women who are also mentioned in the Bible. We all know the story of Rachel, wife of Jacob. We all know what Job went through. He had a lot of issues, affirmations, sickness, things came and things went, all his wealth disappeared. We know about Sarah, she didn't also have a child, and she had given up, and when she was in her 90s, imagine, in her 90s, we know Elsie, Elsie is now 87, 88, imagine in two years time she becomes pregnant. <laughs> what? Imagine in two weeks' time we see Chris here walking with her pregnancy. How would, would even Hank hold that? Imagine, Shirley coming and saying, I'm having morning sickness. At her age, you'd think something is wrong somewhere. But it happened to Sarah. She had given up. In the New Testament, we have Elizabeth. She had given up. But when Jesus was just about to be born, and Elizabeth went and greeted Mary, something happened in her womb, and she was excited. Same with Sarah. When they invited visitors, they thought they, these, these were just visitors, but there was an angel of God. The story changed. So, Anna was in this condition. She's not having any child and Penina is there and having children and Penina is provoking her and laughing at her. But one thing Anna did, she did not give up. 
she felt that she had a spirit to fight. She trusted in God. She had the knowledge of God. She had integrity in who God is. And she believed that God will reward her. Anna trusted in God. And she was convinced that God answers prayers. And God answers prayers of everyone. Even when you are barren, he answers prayers. She was in the bitterness of soul. Because she and Elkanah, they had tried and she was convinced. I believe they had gone to see a doctor. And she was told that she is the problem. So she knew she was barren. And so she was feeling so harassed by Penina. When we feel that our trust in God is coming down because someone is laughing at us. What do we do? Do we give up? Who do we run to? And who is our refuge? I believe it is God. Anna made a request known and validated to the Lord. She trusted God. She cried to the Lord. And in verse 19 it says, Hannah received her request and she had a son. Now, this is the story. In this world and even in those times, there are people that you always meet with them that will never encourage you. They just want to put you down. Even when you come with excitement, oh, I've got a new dress, how do you see it? Ah, it doesn't look very bright. Why did you go for that color? They just want to put you down. I'm going to do the computer today on the church. Oh, Dennis, he doesn't hear very well. He's always complaining. He doesn't even get to understand how to put the verses. Instead of encouraging him, you just want to put him down. Hank struggles to try all he can to see that our finances are okay. And then we say, ah, I've never even seen Helen giving tithes. And I think Hank should start passing the bag to each and everyone. Are you encouraging people? Are you encouraging Hank? Are you encouraging one another? Are we encouraging one another? At times I look at Lois at the, gate, at the door there. We come from home. Whether we are happy or we are not happy, Lois is always there and she's always smiling. Oh, how are you, Lois? You don't know what Lois has gone through throughout the week. But Lois will not show it to you because she knows who she is in the church. So she invites you with a smiling heart. Do you encourage her? Oh, thank you, Lois. Thanks for inviting me. Or do you just say, I'm good. And where's the checking? And just move on. Are we encouraging one another? When Shirley brings the word for the day, do we at times even encourage and say, thank you so much, Shirley. That was great. Or... Just because pastor said, oh, good word, that is enough. Do we encourage one another? We have wonderful Sunday school kids here. They do a wonderful job of drawing, painting. And at times when we go to the hall, we find whatever they've done and makes the place look nice. Do we think about encouraging these boys? What if on a Sunday you just say, let me buy a chocolate and bring them? Hi, Roman. 
He's <laughs> telling me that. I'm sad. Hmm? Do we encourage the teachers? Do we encourage our oversight team? Do we encourage the ministry team for the work they are doing? Do we encourage even the people who work behind the scenes? There are people during the week they come and clean the church. It doesn't clean itself. Someone has to do that. But we are always having people who love discouraging that. I'm not saying that in this church, but in this world. There are people who are always putting you down. Even in the family they are there. However how great you try. And those are the people that we call them, they are the Peninas. Let me have my slide number three. It is time now to say it's all over, Penina. Goodbye, Penina. I'm going to overcome Penina. And it is time for Anna to arise. No, I'm going to give you an assignment. We all know our names. So I want, instead of you putting the name Hannah Arise, you put your name. Next slide, please. So, I put my name there, Helen Arise. I would like you now to put your name there, and now we are going to shout it loud, and I want to know who is going to shout most loud. I'm very sure the boys, the Sunday school kids are going to shout. I will hear, Samuel Arise, James Arise. Let's all go. Shout your name. Thank you. Oh, you didn't try. I just had two boys. Can I hear it better? One, two, go. No, it's not Stuart Arise. It's you shout your name, please. Oh, guys. Okay, let's go the last time. Oh, that's better. Now give yourself a high five for doing that. So it is time for each and every one of us to arise. Forget what has been going on in your life. Forget the penina, the discourage, <coughs> the discourager in your life. And take another step of arising. Give yourself a motivation. The Bible says that Anna felt embarrassed of her condition. And she didn't want to stop it. She decided to arise. In the New Testament, we talk about the woman with the issue of blood. She was embarrassed, bleeding for 12 years. And she felt this is not right. She felt I've suffered enough. What am I going to do? What should I do? When we read into the New Testament about this, this woman with the, new, with the issue of blood, we learn some things about her. She knew who she was. She knew where her problem was. And she decided, I'm not going to die with my problem. She decided to fight for her healing. And she fought for what she wanted. She wanted healing and she fought for it and she got it. She moved in faith. People talked. People rejected her. No one wanted to be associated with her because of her issue of blood. But 
when she heard about Jesus and she knew that he's the healer she didn't forgive, she didn't feel like giving up she felt it is time for me to arise so she decided to take another step she knew that she has tried a lot of things and she has failed maybe her family has taken her to the hospital to the best doctors they've spent all the money but she has failed that did not tell her it is time to stop she decided to try again so if you are trying something and you are failing don't give up try again remember your past failures can help you to get into your success i'm waiting for hang and chris to finish so that i can continue okay all right so in life we have our past life that has always been putting us down but we should not live in that we need to move forward we need to forget the past everyone has a past and you can never change your past because it is history so the best thing you can do with your past is to change your today and have a bright future stop thinking about what has happened 10 years ago <coughs> and that's why when we were having the communion i said think about the things that you've done for the last 3 days and then i said now forget about them have the communion and start a new life and that is how we christians need to do three things i learned about the woman with the issue of blood that are so common with what hana did one she was a fighter two she was goal driven and number three she was persistent anna knew who she was even though people rejected and penina provoked her she knew who she was so she fought for who she was she had a goal and she was persistent there is power in persistence my second point about anna is this she knew her bible anna's conviction of all what she was doing she knew was it was coming from the bible she was not a simple minded girl she knew who she was and we read in this in the book of first samuel chapter 2 verse 1 to 10 that's where we talk about it she spoke about her history her salvation her victory her holiness her judgment and even god's ability that god can do what man cannot do remember in the new testament when the angel appeared to mary mother of jesus and spoke greetings to you who has received favor from the lord what did mary say she felt broken and she said i am your servant lord let your will be done let it be the will of god and she felt that god had remembered her although she was about to be divorced or rejected by joseph and joseph wanted to do this in secret and she didn't know any man but god used this little girl 
Anna was the same. Elkanah had tried all he could. This lady could not give children. So Elkanah married Penina and Penina started loving at Anna. But Anna never gave up. She decided to arise. She knew who she was. Many times troubles come to us. Obstacles come to us. Do we allow the obstacles to overcome us and fall on us? Or do we stand by the word of God? We need to be survivors. We need to survive everything that comes on our way through knowing the Bible. And who is a survivor? A person who copes well with difficulties in their life. Hannah overcame the difficulties in her life. And these difficulties were brought by Penina. We as Christians, the best way we can overcome as Christians all these challenges we get is only by having effective prayers. Not prayer only, but effective prayer. Can I have my slide number three, please? Number four, five. Next slide. Look at that guy. I'm just imagining that is Pastor Stewart trying to kill the lion so that he can get a wife. In our culture, for you to be given a wife, you have to kill a lion. And so, see that guy there? He has to be very careful because if he doesn't kill the lion, the lion will kill him. Imagine that is pastor. Sorry? Now, if you don't kill the lion, the lion will kill you. So you won't get the wife. That's the, the logic. So we need to be survivors. Troubles, obstacles can come to us just like that lion. They are too much. They just want to swallow us. It's time for us to wake up church. It's time for us to survive this. Try your best. (coughs) And kill the lion. And the only way we can do this or survive this is through effective prayer. Anna received more than she asked for. God visited Hannah and she received two more sons and two daughters. She had no more bitterness in her life. She had no more rejection in her life. Our God is the giver of all good things if we trust in him. He gives us more than we ask for. As I finish, I would like to say this. Let me go to the next slide. The only way we can win is by knowing that prayer is the best armor against all trials. It may be illness, financial crisis, family issues, church, lack of safety and security, COVID-19, lack of jobs, poor marriages. We know them all.
our God is able to change the situation for us. Answered prayers calls for a spirit that will lay itself in God's hands. When things are tight on you, the only best armor that you can use, it is prayer. Hannah had this problem. She approached boldly to the throne of God and made a request. She committed herself to the Lord, knowing everything about God. And so this makes me to think about this. Every now and then as Christians, even when we are at home, we need to put the word of God, not only just by reading it, but we need to put it into our hearts. Day by day, put the word of God in your hearts. Even as you are praying, try and if possible, put a verse in your prayer. Remind yourself, meditate, memorize a verse. Every day, just one verse. By the end of which, you have seven verses in your heart. Awesome. Commit yourself to trust in God in everything. Know your Bible and always make a vow to the Lord. Knowing that every time you make a vow, you commit yourself to something that God will do. Why did I say this? When Anna was praying and crying to the Lord, she felt it was too much on her. And she gave God a condition. She told God, she told God that if you bless me with a child, I'll give him back to you. This was a challenge that she was giving to God. Have you ever challenged God? If you bless me with a good boy, I am going to make sure this boy goes up to a Bible college. And then the boy comes. And you don't even want the boy to go to Sunday school. You make a vow and you don't come, you don't listen or you don't follow the vow that you've made. Earlier on, Pastor said, Let's make a deal. Can we now try and make a deal with God? God, I need you to do one, two, three in my life, and I'm going to do this. God, I need you to help me this year to give the best to you. My service, my sacrifice, my worship, my relationship with you. I just wanted to improve. And I will always be there to learn and receive your teachings. And the Lord will do the same to you. Psalms 119 says, verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin. Let us hide the word of God in our hearts day by day so that we don't sin. So as we finish, I would like to say this. A good preacher finishes two times or three times. Let us commit ourselves to God. Let us know the Bible. And let us keep our vows to God. May the Lord bless each and every one of you. And before we finish, I would like to give you the last slide that is about the meaning of prayer. How do we pray? We pray by first praising God, then we repent, then we ask, and after asking we yield what God has for us. God bless you, and have a wonderful week.
Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.